honestly, I feel a little bad for only picking five mysteries today because Tears of the Kingdom as a whole is still a mystery to us. There are so many things that we simply don't know about the game just yet, but today I wanted to pick five of the biggest unsolved mysteries seen in the trailers for Tears of the Kingdom and discussing a little bit about why each mystery is so enthralling. One other thing is that some of these mysteries have side mysteries that kind of go with them, so it's technically five big mysteries and some smaller ones, you'll see what I mean. It should go without saying that we probably won't solve the majority of these mysteries until release, but I think it's nice to document them now before the next trailer and also before release. Uh, make sure to subscribe for more weekly Zelda content and let's get on with the little list. Number 1. The scale of the caves and how we might get to them. Caves have now been shown in numerous shots of a couple of trailers, and we're also speculating that this shot of the Bokoblins mining in the newest trailer is going to take place underground for the moment, though that could also very well be untrue since we don't have a 100% solid base on that theory, more like a 60% or 70% solid kind of base. To this point in time, we don't know how big the caves might be. Some caves seem to be much smaller than this giant cave, if that is what it is. Does that mean the bigger cave is more significant and could even include heart containers or a whole dungeon? Honestly, we don't know, which I guess is probably why you're here, but I think the caves will have a large variety. The team have made numerous assets to show that there will, at the very least, be more caves in Tears of the Kingdom than there were in Breath of the Wild, which is nice. We also seem to see different layers of caves if this tunnel is anything to go by, seeming much greener and surface level than other underground areas that we might have seen so far. It's also worth noting that the Nintendo Twitter accounts have been throwing out tweets pretty consistently since the trailer dropped a month ago, and there's been no mention of caves just yet. Personally, that tells me that they're going to be a big part of the game in of itself, but it also leads me to believe that they might be the main focus of the next trailer. Nintendo seemed to be honing in on the Hyrule we've explored and the Sky Islands in their initial marketing push. I think the caves are going to be taking up a good section of that latter marketing stage, but I'm probably just coping since I want caves so bad. <laughs> Next, we move on to the mystery of how will we get into these caves. I see three possibilities. One, we move into these caves using the energy spirals, which we'll talk about a bit later on. But the more we see trailers on this game, the less likely that feels. Two, there could be some natural openings to get into caves. We might have even seen a hint of this in the trailer back in September, especially since this area in the map doesn't have an opening in Breath of the Wild. It could be a fill of land or something else, but it could definitely be an opening to a cave. Finally, I think these malice vents that we seem to be getting some glances at in the newest trailer could prove to be our entrances to caves too. There isn't really that much to go off of on that, to be honest, but that's what makes it a mystery. My personal speculation based on very little fact is that we could have natural openings to more linear caves like those seen in the Hinox shot in the newest trailer and the shot in the September trailer. But if we go down into the malice vents, then we could go to a much bigger cave that is more substantial and offers a lot more to the hero. What would it offer? I still don't know. Number 2. The Spirals of Energy and the Waterfalls There are currently a lot of theories out there that speculate on what these energy spirals could be used for. I personally think that the most likely one to be true at the moment is the theory that Zeltic has popularised. This theory suggests that these energy spirals could be used to summon or bring Skylands down to the position that they seem to be in on most sections of the trailer that we've seen so far, since some shots of the trailer show Skylands in the sky and some of them don't. But again, this is just speculation and there are small tidbits that might disprove this, especially if we're starting out in the Skylands. Though that video is also quick to point out that there seems to be one of those summoning statues on a Skyland too, so maybe we can 
summon islands to the ground via these statues both on the ground and in the sky. But that's just my thought for the moment. Personally, if they aren't being used as a summoning spot, I could imagine them being used as areas to fill back up on the new type of magic that seems to be plaguing this game, being in every ounce of marketing and any of the new trailer shots. I could see this magic being usable by Link and requiring a magic meter, much like we saw in the early footage of Breath of the Wild. Though I find it hard to believe we wouldn't have an easier way to fill up on a magic meter that isn't the statue looking things. This is one of those things I'm really fascinated to see brought to life in the game. And now we move on to the waterfalls. I don't think these line up much at all in terms of this mystery in particular, but I wanted to add this in somewhere and this seemed right. We don't know what these spirals going up to the sky islands do just yet. The general consensus right now seems to be that they'll be used to get up to the islands and little more. But with so many different ways to get up to the islands already, with vehicles, other islands, and the glider itself, it's hard for me to believe that they will only be used to get up to the islands. Though, I guess they could be a good alternative for those people who don't want to create or use vehicles. Number 3. The identity of the rabbit-like figure in the murals and Hylia. There are a lot of theories regarding who the figure could be, including a theory about how it could be Hylia's form to the Zonai, but as I've said in a load of past videos since September, I still think that this figure is going to be someone brand new, and I hope it's some sort of Zonai higher entity. We know they worshipped animals to some degree, so having their idea of a higher up being a rabbit-like creature, maybe it's a mask, maybe it's not, but I think that'd work out. Either way, it's a very compelling mystery because it's just so open-ended. Because it's on a mural, it's up for debate whether we've seen the figure before anywhere in Breath of the Wild, but I doubt it personally, as much as I would love the continuity. Linking this into the arm as well, I hope they have some kind of bearing on the arm itself, whether they are the entity that the arm belongs to, or if they control it in some way. To an extent, I'd kind of prefer if the arm is that of the old heroes from 10,000 years ago, but there's not too much evidence pointing towards that at the minute. I think the mystery of the rabbit-like figure is one of the most compelling of the game so far, and could even open up the story if done right, but I definitely hope there's something to do with the Zonai. They were very much supposed to play a part in Breath of the Wild in some way, or they were supposed to be a bigger part of the world at the very least, but they were cut in the last second. I think they have a lot of potential in this story and I hope they make it in. Next we move on to Hylia, and Hylia has always been kinda in the backseat over the course of the Legend of Zelda series, being there as Zelda but not really being present in front of us, incarnated as herself and not as the princess, even in the game that it would have made the most sense to see her in. This mystery stems from a single shot in the last trailer, with Link reaching out to who looks to be some sort of higher being. If I'm honest, I'm personally in the camp who think that this figure is actually just Zelda, more than likely. They seem to have shorter hair since we can't see it in this shot and we know the goddess had much longer hair down to the mural shots in Skyward Sword, so could this be the goddess Hylia? Honestly I'm not entirely sold yet and I don't think I've been sold on this idea since the last trailer came out, but I do think it's a nice idea and I also think that Hylia should play some kind of role in the game. Of every princess in the series, this Zelda is probably the most ready to have some kind of like insane power attached to her arsenal right now. And that's if you forget that she can basically just take down any malice field machine with ease with her Triforce based ability. With Zelda seemingly falling into a pit, I don't think she'll die, but I think there could be some weird way to incorporate Hylia into the story in like some kind of way, but this is a very out there mystery, so let's get on to some less story focused mysteries now. Number 4. To what extent will crafting be in Tears of the Kingdom? 
This is another one of those things that you can do a ton of speculation on, but we just don't know enough about it yet. And I want to preface this one by saying that one person's speculation isn't an utter fact, which is why it's up here as a mystery. We've seen hints of traditional crafting in the next game, but not too many, with the biggest brand new hint being of the arrow used in the newest trailer, seemingly having a Keita's eyeball at the end of it. This brings into question whether or not we could see Link going out, collecting Keith's eyeballs and crafting the arrows himself, or getting someone like Piora or Robbie to craft it for him. Much like the ancient arrows at Akala's ancient tech lab in Breath of the Wild. To this, I say that Breath of the Wild was more than likely supposed to have an even bigger focus on its crafting elements. I say this because those elements of the game feel quite shallow, and the back of the American box art of the game even mentions how you can craft your own journey, something that wasn't actually featured on the European box art. So I think smaller crafting elements could be improved upon in some meaningful way in the next game. One thing that isn't a mystery when it comes down to crafting, or at the very least is very likely, is that we'll be crafting our own vehicles, at least when it comes to a good few of them anyway, since some of them seem a lot more DIY than others. For example, the hovercraft and the car seem much more DIY than something like the hot air balloon, but I guess we'll know more about that in time. The mystery here is whether this crafting could be used to craft your own items as well, such as this weapon used to hurl an explosive at a stone talus in the newest trailer. Honestly, I don't have much of my own speculation to add into the mix here, so definitely watch some videos on this if you have some time, it's an interesting rabbit hole. Though I'm still hoping for more traditional items along with these if this is the route that the Zelda team has decided to take. Not going to complain either way though to be honest, at least not for the first year or so anyway, I, I don't know. Finally, number 5. The opening and is this pyramid a dungeon? This is the biggest mystery that I've been trying to weave my head around for the last month to be honest. We've seen one set of sky islands far more than the rest of them unless we're counting background islands and even then I'd suggest that this set are the islands that we've seen the most. We see a large area with very nice looking grass and a nice tutorial looking setting. Personally, I think that this area will be the opening big area in the game like the Great Plateau, but I think we might start off with a more linear walk in the caves to begin with, though there's no evidence for that, which is exactly why I love this mystery so much. It'll be the mystery that's answered almost as soon as we start up the game, and it's one of those things that's not that hard to speculate on. I personally think that Tears of the Kingdom will give us that linear cave, show us the awakening of mummified Ganondorf, and then drop us in the Skylands in some way. It'll give us some exposition with some information on your brand new arm, before sending you out into your first area to do overworld puzzles, or maybe you have to do a very specific thing to open up the pyramid if that does turn out to be a dungeon. Based on the look of the opening to the pyramid itself, I'd throw a guess out and say that this is a dungeon. It looks as much like a traditional opening to a temple that we've seen in pretty much any Zelda title. A giant staircase leading into a trial for the hero, or at least that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Please note some of your favourite things to think about when it comes to the newest trailer for Tears of the Kingdom and the game itself in the comments and I'll make sure to look out whatever you have to say. Please subscribe for more weekly content in the lead up to Tears of the Kingdom's release and you'll join the 21% of people who are watching that are subscribed, plus like the video if you enjoyed it, it helped a ton. Thank you to all of my amazing Patreon supporters and members with an extra special thank you to Sumji and Jared Whedon as usual. Thank you all for watching and I will see you on Sunday. Please do stay safe.